You're listening to the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training, helping you guide your group through its study of the storyline of Scripture. Hey there, thanks for joining us for the weekly leader training for the Gospel Project for Adults. I'm Aaron Armstrong, and today we are discussing Unit 35, Session 3, Living in Grace. This session looks at one of the shortest books of the Bible, Philemon. Uh, And we look at this to see how God, uh, how through Christ, God transforms relationships and makes his people a family that lives together with grace and love. Now, for those unfamiliar, Philemon is a letter written by the Apostle Paul to a Christian named Philemon. No surprise there. In it, Paul is advocating for a runaway slave named Onesimus. And in this letter, Paul was acting as a peacemaker between these two as the master and slave and acting as a model of how Jesus makes peace between God and humanity through his death and resurrection. And right away, I'm sure that you can guess how this session is going to be challenging because it deals with the issue of slavery. After all, Onesimus was a slave and Philemon was a slaveholder. This is a very sensitive issue that needs to be handled with sensitivity and grace. So something you're going to need to do is spend some extra time reviewing a few key elements in your leader guide. We've actually added some additional commentary to this session on this very issue. Um, In fact, these are so important that I'm actually going to read them to you so that that you have them in, in your head and in your mind to know where we're coming from on these things. The first is um, some application commentary that we have provided on page 81 of your leader guide, which says that for slavery can be an especially evil institution because the practice involves sinners failing or refusing to treat human beings as God's image bearers. Furthermore, slavery is contrary to God's design for humanity. God allowed and regulated the practice of slavery in both the Old and New Testaments, and you can see examples of that in Exodus 21 and Colossians 3 through 4, but he also sowed the seeds of his design that the gospel would set people free. Again, you see that in Exodus 21 verse 2, Leviticus 25 verse 10, and Colossians 3.11. Second, um, in a special section that we have have included called The Apostle Paul and Slavery, which is adapted from the work of N.T. Wright and Michael F. Byrd, we read the following. Paul sent Onesimus back to his master. Was Paul in favor of slavery? Not exactly. When we consider how the convention of slavery during the first century affected the early church's practice and perspective concerning the issue, several observations need to be made. One, slavery was embedded as part of the social culture, welfare system, and economic activity of the ancient world. Two, in the absence of a modern democracy, it would have been practically impossible to large an effective political revolution against slavery. Three, the most effective means of improving the life of a slave was for the master to treat him or her justly and kindly with the prospect of future freedom. Four, in 1 Corinthians 7.21, Paul exhorted slaves to pursue their freedom when it was feasible. Five, in 1 Timothy verse, uh, chapter 1, verses 9 and 10, Paul listed slave traders as an immoral behavior. Six, 
Paul affirmed the equality that both slave and free shared in Christ. And you can see this in 1 Corinthians 12.13, Galatians 3.28, Ephesians 6.8, and again Colossians 3.11. 7. As we have seen in his letter to Philemon, Paul strongly encouraged Philemon to uh, to accept Onesimus in a radically different way than was typical between masters and slaves, a gesture and mindset that when practiced more widely would cultivate an ethic and culture that would effectively undermine the practice of slavery. And so you can see from, from hearing these things, the reason that I'm, I'm encouraging you to focus on this, it, because this is really a topic that many modern Christians would prefer to avoid if possible. Um, certainly believers in America would like to say, well, we're past this. Yes, we had our problem with this in the United States. Um, and typically when an American hears the word slavery, it brings to mind the the practice the especially wicked practice that ultimately led to the United States falling into civil war in the 1860s. And while there is a difference between that expression of slavery and the form Philemon was engaged with, um, slavery in Paul's day was still not a good thing. I mean, after all, this is why he did call it an immoral practice. He said that, that this was wrong. And so, um, so we need to help our people see this and understand this to not um, to not see the way that the Bible discusses and um, and explores this topic to the varying to the degrees that it does um, as being dismissive or approving of such. Um, instead, what we want to do is is we want to drive our people to see the the dignity and value of humanity to to remind one another that we are all made in the image of God and worthy of dignity and respect as such and that if we are uh if we believe in Christ that regardless of our social status regardless of our our ethnic background regardless of anything just as it was true in Paul's day with um with Philemon, the slaveholder, and Onesimus, the slave himself, that because both were in Christ, they are brothers in Christ. They are family. And so we need to help one another see that and wrap our heads around that. Um, And so the question that we need to be discussing in our groups is is how the gospel unifies people as family in Christ. Help them to see how the gospel can redeem something as wicked as slavery and then how it plays out in our lives today because it still does. It still unites people. And so whether um, whether it is the, the ardent atheist who is expressly expressly stating his hatred of God if God gets a hold of him and he believes the gospel he's to be welcomed into the family of Christ and the same is true for those who practice, who who live in um same-sex relationships and 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 other forms of 
uh, sinful behavior that the Bible that the Bible says is contrary to the way that God has intended humans to be to live and to be. Um, all of these things, none of these things are um, impossible for God to redeem and restore. And no person, no matter what their what sins they have been engaged with, is uh, impossible to be redeemed by faith in Jesus. After all, in uh, in First Corinthians, Paul Paul lists a, a whole host of different sinful behaviors and says, "And such were some of you to the Corinthian believers," reminding them that um, of all of these these sinful acts and all these sinful behaviors that God has redeemed them. And so that's what we want to help our people to see is that um, whether we have uh, whether we have family who struggle to who who deal with race, racism in their language and their conduct and their behavior whether we see people who minimize the seek to minimize the practices of of slavery that that occurred in the United States whether we see have people who um who don't understand that that there is in fact still a problem with how human beings who are all made in the image of God are treated around the world and that that we actually do have a responsibility to act for their and seek their good um, that God can can work through all of that and bring unity as we seek to lo- live in love and through the grace of Christ Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Adults. For more resources to help you guide your group through this session, visit gospelproject.com.